Welcome to Money Smarts, a podcast of Summit Credit Union, where we connect people and inspire action to create member and community wealth. As a not-for-profit financial cooperative, Summit Credit Union exists to improve our members' lives and help them reach their dreams. Our Money Smarts podcast is just one way we engage members in the community in conversations about money that inspire you to spend smart, save more, and take action to build a richer life. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Amy Crow, a financial education specialist at Summit Credit Union and your host for our show today. We recently sat down with Nicole Gruder, owner of the small business Positive Space. For the past 10 years, Nicole has been going through every stage of decluttering, downsizing, and letting go. For Nicole, it's been a powerful journey that has led to a career change, a massive amount of debt paid off, and so much more. All right, Nicole, you and I crossed paths at a Brava Thrive conference not that long ago, and we started a conversation about aligning our values with the things we have in our houses, and we talked about how decluttering some of the spaces in our houses can really kind of set us free emotionally, but really free up some money to be able to achieve some of the goals and dreams that we really want to. So we wanted to bring you in today to talk a little bit more about that and to share a little bit about your journey, about how you got to where you are today. So tell us a little bit about your story. I will. Thanks, Amy, for having me. Um, So I had this light bulb moment about 10 years ago where I opened up my kitchen cabinets and I was trying to cram some more junk in there. And I (laughs) stood back and I realized, what, what am I doing with this enormous tea set in here? I don't remember ever using it. I don't have any memories associated with it. It was my grandmother's tea set that wound up over the ocean from Holland into Madison, Wisconsin. And I just thought, what is this doing in my world and in my life? And then I looked around my whole house and I realized I have a lot of stuff that fits that same bill. I don't use it. I don't get any inspiration from it. It's using up a lot of room in a very cozy home. And I had a a moment where I thought, you know what, I'm, it was a watershed moment. I'm going to focus on this and try to move on to another phase of my life and get rid of a lot of stuff. And so I hired a feng shui specialist and a professional organizer. Yeah, I wanted to kind of get both both sides of the coin, if you will, from, uh, you know, the, the end product was the same, but the, the way they got there was different. So a bit of an experiment. And it ended up being my MFA show for school and lots of writing and studying. And the passion has always remained. And I turned it into a business because I wanted to uh, convey my experiences and my uh, my knowledge about going through all of that and how it can be extremely difficult, uh, but also very, very rewarding. So you actually took decluttering your house and turned it into a business. I did. <laughs> all right. So tell me what you do for folks at Positive Space, because obviously you decluttered your whole house. And how do you help people do that in theirs? Well, for starters, it's a process. But I help people create an environment that is conducive to their home's current needs. And I do that by helping them declutter, downsize, letting stuff go. Gets people a little anxious. Um, however, it's all of, most importantly, I help people zero in on a goal. So they focus on what they want to do at that stage in their life. Um, a lot of times it's when people are moving. Um, when they are moving in with somebody, when they're going to have new, more children being born or their children are leaving the nest, um, all these different stages and phases in life. That's where a lot of people are ready for that shift. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know what? I am so sick of dealing with all this stuff around me. I just want 
calm. I want room to breathe. I don't want to be worried about all this stuff and obsessed about it and have it be in my way. I, I'm done with it. And so sometimes people just hit a wall and they want help. So through your research, what does it say about people who have clutter? Oh, well, we all have clutter. Well, I mean, like, how does it manifest itself in our emotions or how we make decisions, sure. things like that? I feel like it has, it boils down to a mindfulness. So things cross the threshold of our homes almost daily. And then sometimes we just wake up and think, where did all this stuff come from? Yeah. And we don't pay attention to um, what's, you know, we, we, don't, we don't obtain an object and think, oh, I, I know the perfect spot for that pen, or I, know, I have the perfect spot for this fill in the blank. Or, you know, we, we lose track of how many, what our clothes look like and what, they're, uh, what they consist of, rather. So we, we buy more stuff because we're out and there's a sale and this and that. And it just, it turns into a lot of um, mental... Well, maybe not chaos, but just um, there's no there's not a focus to it, and so we wind up with all this stuff in our home, and it gives us a lot of anxiety. Um, it can bring on s- some forms of depression. Sometimes people are embarrassed about how much they own, so they don't uh, they don't invite people over. Um, it gets in the way of people maybe visiting because their spare bedroom is not a spare bedroom; it's a junk room. Ours was a craft room for a while, exactly. But nothing wrong with that if you're loving doing those crafts. So what it like, you know, you know, you get home from work, you have the newspaper and the mail and you, you're like, oh my gosh, I have these wonderful free mailing labels that whatever wonderful charity decided to give me. Right. And I, I look at them and I go, should I throw them out or should I put them in the drawer and use them for the holiday cards? And it went in the drawer to go be used for the holiday cards because I felt guilty about it. Right. Why couldn't I just throw that out? We get an immense sense of obligation towards stuff. We feel obligated to take care of things. We feel obligated, if it's a gift, we feel obligated to keep it forever and ever and ever. We feel guilt, like you mentioned, if, you know, if we have these, well, these, these labels sure look useful, but we didn't, we didn't go out and buy them. We didn't even invite them to our homes. They just wound up in our mailbox and suddenly, oh, now I have to find a place for these labels. And it's over time, one thing that I didn't anticipate when I first started uh, decluttering and downsizing and learning to let stuff go was I didn't anticipate that I, that that habit over time would become um, a lesson in, in not attaching yourself to all these things. So it comes in the mail. You know what? I don't have time to read this magazine this week. It's going to go in the recycling bin. Another magazine will show up for sure, like clockwork. And so it's that sense of, sense of detachment, which can relieve a lot of, of that anxiety or that sense of obligation or, yeah, the, all those emotions that, that keep us with all the things that we do own, whether it be, you know, even a, a blouse where, well, it's not threadbare, it's not stained, I never, ever wear it, but I, have, I can't get rid of it because I spent good money on it and all, the, all of those reasonings. And then over time, I've learned to, you know what, I don't like this blouse anymore. I haven't worn it in three years. I'm just, I'm donating it today. And it becomes a habit, just like with anything. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And you're detaching yourself, right? You're making a decision. I think a lot of people have a hard time making a decision. Yes. Well, it's interesting because as you work to create space in your house, you work to declutter, you work to have a home for everything. You've had a personal story where you decluttered your money 
through the years. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I hit that wall that I was talking about before. I was so sick of um, the obligation of, you know, every month going, I had amount of credit cards and you know it was just it was so emotionally draining every month to have to pay these bills work to pay these bills and and for what you know it's like the, I had gotten myself into that mess and so it was pretty hard to fess up to there was you know you always want to place blame on everybody else like oh the economy or my job stuff the cashier who gave me 10% off for whatever credit card I would open at the time yep just excuses excuses and then I took a really hard look in the mirror and said Nicole you are the one that made this mess so you're the one that have, has to clean it up so I buckled down I did everything that it took to um, to pay off the debt. I took on as many jobs as I could. Um, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just the proactive of working more, but it was the kind of work and then also having a budget. Yeah. And that's where the, that this work dovetails together. So when you have to keep track of every single penny that you spend, because you have a goal in mind you it zeroes in pretty fast, so you you start realizing, oh, maybe I shouldn't spend five dollars on an iced coffee. Maybe I don't need a new pillow. Maybe, but that's what ends up affecting our budget is there's no there's no mindfulness about it. Um, and the same thing with what comes into our homes. There's no mindfulness about it. So we we wonder where did all the money go at the end of the month, or where did all this stuff come from after X amount of time, and that's where. Um, I, when I was getting out of debt, I had a laser focus on a goal. And that same goal can happen with getting rid of stuff. Like if you have a goal in mind of, oh, I want, you know, I want to create, I want to make this space suit me in this way. I want it to um, be a nursery or a, or, a, or a craft room or a spare bedroom that's actually a spare bedroom or an exercise room or you name it. Um, these are the, that's, that's the goal that fuels you and focuses you. And the, the financial goals had a lot to do with it. What am I spending my money on? Do I really need, you know, all these other things when I have extras in my house of that? But, you know, it's, we get lured in by sales and by keeping up with the Joneses. And if you're looking to, to save money or to pay down debt, um, you have to keep track of all of it. So we'll continue on for that in just a second, but what came first, positive space or the drive to pay off your debt? Oh, the debt was first. Yeah, that was that started about now about almost five years ago, four and a half years ago. And it was, uh, yeah, I paid off, um, well, I think it was $35,000 plus who knows what the interest was. That is amazing. And thank you. Because that takes time, dedication, and effort, <laughs> thank right? Thank you. <laughs> Yes, it does. And for a lot of people, like you said, just like decluttering your house, you have to hit a wall with something, right? Yeah. What's that motivating factor? And I think you just got, you got sick of the multiple credit card payments that you were making. You got sick of the emotional drain of the debt. You, From what it sounds like, you got sick of bringing random stuff into your house that you never used, yeah. which created and manifested this whole other thing. Not only were you um, sick of the not paying attention to where your money was going, but you manifested it in the fact that you had all this stuff in your house that you didn't yep. love. And it didn't, and it didn't represent necessarily who you were. And so not only did it cost you money and interest on your credit card debt, 
it cost you in terms of your emotional joy yeah. because you had a cluttered home. Uh, see, that's just an amazing thing for me because I don't think that people make that connection between, like you said, what we're bringing into our houses and the emotional toll it takes on us. It really is one of those things like when you enter into a client's home for your for your business positive space and you're trying to help them dig into that emotion of how do I separate what this is, whether this is a, a, a wonderful kitchen object that they got from their mother-in-law that they only put out when the mother-in-law comes <laughs> over versus, you know, you still have tags on the clothes in your closet. You know, what are one or two tips that you can give our listeners as to when you're starting that process, what what can you ask yourself? I start always with a new client. I ask them, what is their why? Why did you call me? Why do you want to do this? Why now? Answer that and then ask why again and then again and then again. And it gets to this kernel of the issue that keeps the process focused. It keeps people motivated because it's it's exhausting work. I mean, I my sessions are maxed out at four hours. I've done, I've done a five-hour one and it was, you know... <laughs> We could see the light at the end of this dark tunnel, so we just kept going. But people are taxed after just a few hours of this kind of work. And so if you can keep that why in mind, that's what motivates you, um, both both with getting out of debt or, or saving money or whatever the financial goal is, and with um, downsizing, decluttering, or, or even designing a new space. It's like if, if, you know, if you know the reasoning behind it, that'll keep you in the moment that'll keep you going and that's that's essential if you don't have that it's just going to fizzle and you're going to feel frustrated what I loved in what you said a few minutes ago is that you take it over small chunks of time like four hours is like your max right and I think you have to do that with your money too right what you were big on um, being mindful and tracking your expenses so that you know where you're what you're spending your money on so that you see what's mindful and mine not so mindful and then you can start making different choices. But it's the idea of being able to think more clearly and to say, I'm going to spend a small amount of time tracking my expenses or maybe using my mobile app or if you still balance your checkbook with the pen and paper, doing that. But anytime longer than that, you get frustrated. Sure, sure. And so was there a correlation between what you're doing with people today and how you kind of chunked paying off your credit card debt. Because I know that you had told me when we talked earlier that you had some big pieces of paper up on your I wall. I did. <laughs> um, I think it's about consistency because before I, um, well, we can get into this later, but I now I have a, an app that I use. But before then, I would write every single expense down um, that, I, that I paid out for the day, whether it be $2, $200, whatever it was, I wrote it down just on a little square in a calendar. And um, and then I did this. The big pieces of paper were um, each credit card had the, the name at the top, how much I owed, and the interest rate. And then every month I would cross it off, and then write you know always a less uh, lesser number, you know hopefully <laughs> every month. And then one you know the high, the one credit card would get paid, and I could take that one down. Well, actually I kept it up as motivation. And then you know eventually all of the cards got. X'd off. I had big, real red markers, and it was like <laughs> my living room looked ridiculous. So, one of the great stories that you shared with me before this podcast was um, that you took an entire person's closet and put it on their bed in their bedroom, and you sorted through it. Tell me that story. 
This is a good one. So this woman, she lived in a, a substantial home with two children and her husband. They divorced. The children stayed with her and they moved to a condo. Beautiful condo, but significantly smaller than her home. She yet still had all of her she she had downsized somewhat before she moved, but she needed help with the next step. And I came into her home. There were she had been there for quite a number of months already. There were boxes still unpacked, um, which will happen when you, when when one moves, you get you know involved in life and whatnot. Then I went into her bedroom, and it was filled with her clothes, with an enormous amount of clothes, and. I, she wasn't exactly sure where she wanted to start. And I thought, you know, she's living in this condo with two young children. She needs her space. She needs to have a, a, a sanctuary. And she there was a bedroom, a, a walk-in closet that led to the bathroom. So when she wakes up in the morning, she walks through the closet. That's basically the very first thing she sees and has to walk through, right? Yeah. And I thought, no, let's make this her beautiful space. Oh. And there was boxes and bags and and clothes just bursting at the seams. And I thought, okay, she. I have a feeling that she doesn't maybe even know what she has here right at this point. And so I said, okay, we're going to take everything from your closet, from the closet floor, from the shelves, from the dresser drawers. We're going to put it all on the bed. Well, let me tell you, by the time we got done doing that, I could barely reach the top of the pile. There was so much to to and it was four hours it. later well exactly almost <laughs> and and so we you know she kind of looked at it she's like wow okay here we go and but she was ready she was ready to move on she was she had this big shift in her life still happening with um you know moving and the divorce yeah. and just big changes in life so we started at the top of the pile <laughs> and slowly made our way down or not slowly with with a, a bit of speed and um there were a lot of emotions tackled like oh, oh I, I, bet. I remember this shirt I used to I got this at this great show and I remember you know wearing this when I was pregnant and um and or, or oh I got a really good deal on this and all these reasons that we keep our, our things I'm I'm guilty as well of keep having a, a wardrobe that's difficult to let go of I have a lot of you know shirts from shows etc cetera, etc cetera, memories associated with them but you know when you don't wear them and they're taking up space and you you almost feel kind of, uh, I don't know, like they can bring you down in certain ways. Like if you've outgrown them because you've gained weight or they just don't fit the same anymore because your body has changed or it's just not in, it's not your style anymore. Yeah. All these different reasons. It's so, it's hard for me to let go of clothes as well. But at any rate, we we started going through that pile. We got to the end. This is the one where I stayed until uh, five hours <laughs> because it was, we were almost done. And her place looked amazing. Her closet looked amazing. We had whittled it. We took away 12 contractor bags wow. filled to the rim with clothes away, took it away. And she couldn't have been more delighted. And she looked at me. Uh, oh, that's right. I came back to work with her on some other parts of her home at another date. And she was, she's like, oh, come here, come here, come here. I want to show you. Like I've kept, I've kept things. She kept you know, it going. up. Yeah. She kept it up. You know, I've kept things up off the floor. Um, I've kept things, you know, everything has a home. I know where everything goes. It doesn't just wind up on the floor or in these heaps or whatever. And, and she's looked at me and I, I'm, 
I'll never forget. She just said, I, I knew that this person was inside of me. I just didn't know how to get there. And she oh. had tears in her eyes. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. It was it was great. It was so wonderful to see her happy and, and to see that shift that had happened and her benefiting, benefiting yeah. from it and, like, knowing what she had in her closet as opposed to just, you know, I think we have this idea if we buy things on sale or at Goodwill or we get it from a friend, if it's free or really inexpensive – then, you know, we have to keep it. And it's it's just, it was such a good deal. And then we, well, we, the more and more of that you get, the more and more stuff you get in your closet. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds very um, obvious, but sometimes we don't make that correlation. And yeah. then we're stuck with these things because we think we have to be stuck with these things. And, and you don't have to be stuck with these no. things. And it's what you said. I have so many parallels to our Project Money families. They're stuck. They don't know how to get to where they want to go. And sometimes you just need advice. And a lot of times people are scared to ask for advice because there's a lot of shame and vulnerability attached to that. And you, so you have to find the courage to break through. Like you have to find the courage to ask a consultant or to hire a consultant or to ask somebody at a financial institution that you trust, like Summit, you know, here's my entire debt picture. Where do I start? Like I, I, I'm here, like you said, I, I got myself in this position. I want to get myself out. I'm ready. I'm motivated. Just lay out the steps for me. What's this going to look like? And I loved when you also said you didn't know what you really had, because I think that correlates to money. When you, when I just, I have this image in my head of this woman in her, in her walk-in closet going, ah, I kept this. And our project money family is saying, I didn't use my credit cards for over a year because I have money in a savings account allocated for clothes. Yep. That's or <laughs> I, I have now built you know, seven to ten thousand dollars worth of a savings account that I can use for great things versus having this burden of debt and stress and anxiety. And it changes people's financial habits. Like you changed her organizational habits. You gave her the tools to be able to what do what she needed to do. And then she came back for more, right? Yeah. And and we see that with our project money families too, after they at end our program, you know, um, six months to a year later, they're like, okay, so I paid off the car loan that you refinanced for me, and now what's next? Like, I have this $250 payment that I want to know what to do with this money now. What do I do? Do I open up an IRA? Do I put it towards retirement? What about kids' college? Like, they get excited, right? They want to know what's next. They're hungry for it. Yep. Do you find that with your clients? Absolutely. They, I have, <laughs> I sort of work my way out of business sometimes because I'll work with somebody for a, a session or two, and then they get that that fire, right, that light in their eyes, and they just, they they know that this is the right path to be going down. And we got the ball rolling. I, I was their cheerleader, right, and helped them along. And then I'll get a text or whatever, and they'll t- tell me, oh, I, I did the rest of my house. <laughs> or I did, you know, I've, I've been at it for, you know, a whole You're week You're like, now. wait, you should have called. Uh, yeah, I have right. more to teach you, <laughs> right? I think you and I were talking about that when you clear that clutter, both emotionally, you clear the clutter of any money, stress, or anxiety that you have. You clear the clutter of things that don't bring you joy or represent who you are in your home. Yeah. It opens up the possibility to do something different, to shift into more of your authentic self. Do you want to share Absolutely. some experiences with that? Um, it just, it focuses your, like we, we, we can create this void. We think it's, you know, we're going to clear a space and then, and then what's going to fill it. And sometimes it's just the space itself that's the inspiration. Sometimes we have this, this notion in our mind of like, oh, I, someday this is going to happen, whether it be a trip or, or you know, you, you want so much in your savings account or you want to f- 
to be um, an entrepreneur, don- an entrepreneur, or you want to be ph- philanthropic, you want to be donating you go back money. to school, right? Whatever that is, but it's always sort of this fuzzy back of your head thing. Or and we get the same thing with our with our homes, like oh someday I'd love to make this look like such and such. Someday, someday I'll clean up my storage room in my closet. Yeah, someday this junk drawer will, won't be filled with junk that I don't even know what's in it. And those some days can it just sort of spiritually it, it's really. is a damper and when you can bust through that that's it it's just like this shift in life that starts a new chapter like you you were talking about the people who who maybe paid off a debt and then like what now what now what can I put this money towards now they weren't thinking that two years ago they were freaking out about all the debt and you know how to how to grapple with it oh all the stress all the other emotions that are the, the shame like you mentioned and and this, that also happens with people's homes. They have a sense of embarrassment, or it's not always so dire that there's shame involved. I know that money can definitely um, attract that, but it's um, um, uh, that getting that notion out of out of your head of like that those someday projects, those those someday goals, and really bringing focus to them and and making them happen. It's not just a dream. You can actually make it happen. Because when I was in that much credit card debt, I mean. What's the what's the use? What's the purpose of even trying? I'm in so much debt. Why even try? You know. And then I was like, really? That's how that's how you're gonna live your life? Just give up? Wow. <laughs> um, we need to change that attitude. And so I did. And I just, you know, put I got some markers down. and some paper and that's put it, right. and taped it up on the wall Absolutely. and started right. Yep. And I, I, like I said, I looked that girl in the mirror and I said, you have to clean this up. And just same thing with, you know, those dreams that we have. I know it sounds a little bit, you know, whatever, esoteric or lofty when you talk about these dreams that we have. But the smallest shift in a person's home can affect so many things, not just your own life, but your your family's life. Um, whether it be, you know, if you're realizing that you want something different out of your home and you want it to serve you in a different way rather than you serving it and, it can really affect your mood. It can affect, you know, how your mornings, how you how you get rolling in the day. If you're, you're like freaking out about um, trying to find stuff or getting the right wardrobe or um, or finding your keys or feeling like you've just left a mess behind you and then you just want to slam slam the door and forget all about it. I mean, how does that set the tone for the rest of your day, for your workspace, for your coworkers? I mean, it's just a ripple effect that is it's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> This has been so much fun talking with you about clearing clutter, about how psychologically we can let go of the things that we need to in our houses, that it's possible to pay off a lot of credit card debt. Oh my goodness, congratulations. That is absolutely amazing that you can motivate yourself, right? And how it all intertwines. Do you have a couple of closing thoughts for the, the listeners? Well, just that that it's it's a connection that we don't always make this yeah. um, this dovetailing between the, these two issues. And I find them completely part and parcel. Um, learning how to focus on a goal, uh, letting go of some of those emotions, whether it be over what we own and can't let go of, or the the resistance to changing our relationship to money. Yes. Um, where we spend our money, how what we spend our money on affects what comes into our home. Um, all these things, I just, they're, they're so intertwined and often we don't see that correlation. And so this has been the perfect uh, experience to explain all that and to, and to talk about how it does affect us on so many different levels. 
Well, I know I've learned a couple of things, and it makes me want to go home and organize something. So we'll Here's see. my card. So we'll see how that goes. Well, thank you so much, You're Nicole. So I am so grateful that we met at that event Absolutely. and uh, that we could chat today. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me here. It's been great. Join us next time for our Money Smarts podcast to get more tips, tools, and advice on how you can own your money. Discover more Money Smarts at summitcreditunion.com. Like us on our Facebook page, tweet us, or pin something from our Pinterest boards. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and remember, it's your money. Own it.